No success in the world can compensate for failure in the home. That's why Club Wealth was founded, to help driven, successful, and busy real estate agents like you double their business while building a strong, balanced home life. Join us each week as high-producing agents and team leaders share their stories and unpack the principles and systems they've used to double, triple, and even quadruple their business while enjoying greater quality of life. And now, here's the latest episode of Club Wealth TV. So welcome, you guys. Appreciate you guys being on watching. Sheree Benjamin's got it. Uh, I see we've got, holy cow, we actually have a whole bunch of people logging in already. Looks like you guys have been waiting for us for a while. So thank you guys for being patient as we get started here. We're very excited to have with us today the queen of scripts, negotiations, and dialogues, Alexis Bolin. Can't wait to hear what Alexis has to share with us. Uh, before we get started with Alexis, I just want to introduce myself and my co-hosts. Uh, my name, for those of you that don't know, is Michael Hillitson. I'm one of the coaches here at Club Wealth Coaching and Consulting. Uh, my claim to fame is as a real estate agent. I consistently listed and sold well over 100 homes a month. Uh, and uh, at one point in time, we had between, well, actually just over 750 listings in active and pending status. And uh, then, of course, joining me are coaches Brian Curtis and Cherie Benjamin. Uh, and uh, super excited to have them. Brian Curtis runs a massive organization in the hustle and bustle metropolis of Bentonville, Arkansas. Uh, yeah, not sure where that is either. I saw it uh, on a map once, but interestingly, I was in Bentonville when I saw the map. So I'm not sure, you know, if it's actually on other maps outside Bentonville or not, but Brian crushes it there doing well over 300 deals a year. Uh, and then of course we've got the, seriously like the lioness of real estate, Miss Cherie Benjamin in the house. Oh my gosh, hard to ignore her prowess in the real estate industry. Uh, just, <laughs> I'm going to use that. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's the lioness with prowess. And, uh, so Cherie, as uh, about three years ago, it was just her and an assistant, and uh, and she was doing no more than fifty deals a year. And uh, this year, uh, she's grown. So since then, she joined Club Wealth. Uh, and, and has also, of course, become a coach with Club Wealth. And this year alone, she will close over 500 transactions. So, Cherie Benjamin, always wonderful to have you with us. Appreciate you being on. Uh, and so, let's get right into it. So, Alexis, tell us a little bit more about you, about where you're at. Uh, I noticed that, uh, you, if I understand right, you're in, in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, you did. And I'm looking at my other screen so I can see my, my notes on you to give me an idea uh, kind of of your background. But I'm seeing that you did... Uh, 700,000 in gross commission income year to date this year on about 80 transactions. Uh, you've been in the business for about 40 years, which is phenomenal. So you remember back in the day when we had the books, I know that uh, mm -hmm. you and the little keys with the turn and you put the imprint on the metal tape inside the key. Remember that stuff? Uh, this was back when we used an abacus to figure out closing costs. We wrote the uh, closing docs on uh, stone tablets uh, Luigi remembers those days too. Shout out to Luigi Caprio, one of our coaches. And uh, so I'm stoked and I can't wait to, as you say you're old school uh, and you know what? Hey, I'll tell you what, old school still works in this new age. And it's funny because a lot of people say it doesn't. A lot of people like to 
poke fun at those of us with a little bit of tenure. And uh, what I'd like to say is we have tenure for a reason because we've made it through a few different markets. And maybe when you have tenure, you'll understand that. But in the meantime, those of us that do, those of us that have gone through some of these ups and downs, like Alexis, who's been selling real estate since before most of you were in diapers, uh, I just want you to know that there's something of value to be learned here. So Alexis, thank you for joining us on Club Wealth TV. And let's hear it. Tell us a little more about you. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be a part of your Club Wealth TV. In fact, I have a live television show here in Pensacola tonight. So I do a live call-in talk show, and we talk about real estate. So every fourth Tuesday, same time slot since 1987. So you were absolutely right about my time in grade, uh, 40 years. But previously, I was a waitress for 18 years before real estate. And I was a single mom working three waitress jobs. Uh, no child support, no alimony, and a dollar an hour plus tips. And so when I moved to Pensacola, I made the decision to go into real estate. Don't know why nobody ever asked me to. And I just never looked back. So um, that's, that's it. I've got um, three beautiful children that are older than you guys. I have two grandchildren, and I'm going to be a great-grandmother in um, March. Um, I have a very small team. Never had a big team, didn't want one. Um, I have a full-time non-licensed uh, admin, Donna, and she's fabulous, been with me uh, 19 years now. And my daughter, Lisa, who's a real estate agent, and she's been with me 25 in real estate. And so that's our team. Um, we do about 100 transactions a year, which is really all I want to do. And I just want people out there to know that if you're doing what you want to do, it's okay. Uh, you know, if you want to grow a big team and do a gazillion transactions a year, that's okay too. So just do what you want to do and don't look at somebody else and feel like, oh, they're doing this or they're doing that. And I have to do it. No, you don't. There's a model out there that works for everybody. I fully agree. And I got to tell you, I, I love what you were saying. You were, a minute ago, you are telling us that uh, you've got grand, you've got kids my age. I was waiting for you to say you got grandkids Cherie's age. <laughs> so, I probably do. Like the same age, Michael. Whatever. I look 15. <laughs> Whatever. You're like, you're like 25. We know that. Michael, <laughs> my, grand, my granddaughter's 32. Are you serious? If that gives you any Your idea. Your granddaughter is officially be, older than Cherie. That's awesome. I love that's it. That's correct. <laughs> I will be just for the record on Sunday, uh, Saturday. I will be seventy-four. So wow, that's I've been awesome. around a little Happy bit. Happy birthday coming up, Alexis! Thank you. And I've I've seen a little bit. And I, like you said, I've lived through the eighteen percent interest rates, and so and I'm still here. And that's what's important. So yeah, I want to go back way, 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 way back to when you were a waitress. Um, and I, I want and I love your story. Can I just tell you? And here's what I love most about your story. I love that you were a single mom. I was raised by a single mom. Um, and so I love that you were a single mom and you had three jobs. And I'll bet your kids turned out pretty awesome. And I, I bring this up because so often we hear from people, oh, I can't do coaching or I can't be successful in real estate or I can't whatever because I've got three kids and it's just so hard to deal with my kids and sell real estate and whatever. And I want to hear from you 
first and foremost, talk to the single moms out there. What advice, and, and, and we'll talk to the single moms and the moms at the same time. Tell us, what advice would you give them? Because I got to tell you, if it wasn't for my mom, I'd have turned out to be even more of a knucklehead than I am today. And, uh, and she figured it out. So talk to us. Well, you know, being a single mom is not a choice that uh, just ended up being a fact of the situation. And so, you know, you go through some ups and downs personally, and then, you know, economically, you're not doing too hot. And so my little Jewish grandmother told me one day when I was feeling sorry for myself to dry up. And if one waitress job didn't get it, go get a second or a third. The kids were my responsibility. He's not paying any child support or alimony and he's not coming back. So just what would I have done if he had dropped dead instead of walked out? And that's your your game plan. So, so oh, go ahead. Sorry. So I moved forward and I found two other waitress jobs and I managed to uh, work a schedule that I could fit in to be with the kids because my kids hadn't even started school when their dad left. And so, um, you know, it was it was a rat race. There's no question about it. But I will tell you one thing you learn. You must be organized. Um, you get those kids organized. You get things organized because you cannot juggle all those balls and be totally disorganized. So that's one of the things it taught me. It also taught me to be very, very realistic about things. So for example, we didn't have a lot of money. You, you know, when you take children shopping, you know, they want something. So I sat the kids down at the table and I took my tips, which were ma mainly, you know, dimes, quarters, and nickels back in those days. And I had my grocery list and I went down the list and I said, milk, 32 cents, whatever it was. And I moved the money from one side to the other. And pretty soon there's no more money and there's stuff on the list. And so I taught the kids not to ask me for anything because I didn't want to be embarrassed and I didn't want to embarrass them. So you learn organization. First of all, I love the whole, backing up to the whole, mama told me that my, my, my Jewish mama, or my Jewish grandma told me to dry my freaking eyes. He ain't coming back. What's done is done. I got three freaking kids to support. Stop freaking whining and pull yourself up by the bootstraps and go figure it out. I love that. And I'll tell you what, I wish I could have met her. I'll bet she was a wonderful woman. I would love to have sat down and had a, a, a meeting with her one day. Uh, then I love what you're doing with your kids or what you did with your kids. Here's the reality. Too often it's all about, oh, let me satisfy you. Let me, let me pacify you by giving you this or buying you that or blah, 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 blah. I love that you said to your kids, hey, look, don't be freaking asking me for stuff. We're going to go to the store. Don't even think about it because I got news for you. There's stuff on the list we can't buy. And you actually physically showed them by moving the money from one side of the table to the other. I think that physical activity of showing them that was critical in helping them really understand more about money and how money works. I would be willing to bet that each and every one of your kids is financially self-sufficient today. Is that correct? That is right. In fact, my son is an accountant with a master's degree and he's chief financial officer for a software company in Huntsville, Alabama. My daughter, Lisa, of course, uh, is a realtor, but she also has a degree as an RN. And then my youngest is a niece that I raised. That's what gave me three. And Marie has a degree in music and living in Washington, D.C., working for a top agent up there. And yes, they're all financially sound and so are their spouses. Yeah. 
That's huge. There's no substitute for those lessons that you've been teaching those kids. You know, too often we want to be our kid's friend. And I have a feeling that uh, you wanted to be their parent much more than you wanted to be their friend. Is that right? Oh, they knew that. I'm not your friend. Okay, I'm, I'm not your friend. I'm going to be your friend when you reach about 30. <laughs> Until then, I'm going to whoop your butt. <laughs> that's going to be, uh, yeah, that's when I'm going to be your friend, you know, but, uh, you know, I'm the parent first and then later I'll get to be your friend. And I don't care if you like me. This is just the way I am. So I think the problem with most people and and I'm going to hit on, you know, scripts, dialogues and answers to questions are afraid to tell it the way it is. And I've never been afraid of that because if you look at what the outcome is, they either like you or they don't, period. So when you can let go of the outcome, your income goes up because it doesn't matter to me. Dude, talk about a great script. Boom. <laughs> Brian, sure you got to type that into the comments. You, you, you can, uh, say that again, Alexis. How, exactly how did you phrase that? When you, you can, you let, can go let go of the outcome, outcome so, your income... <laughs> will increase that's freaking awesome when you can let go of the outcome your income will increase you know and it's also interesting you're talking about look i'm not your freaking friend and this is you talking to your kids but i gotta be honest with you this is a conversation i have with our coaching clients it's a conversation that i have with team members uh and i would recommend to anybody on the call that's got a team and, and this is exactly the, the the case here you guys stop trying to be everybody's freaking friend you know you're not doing them or you or the team any favors you got to start making sure that, look, they got to be responsible for their success. Right. Yeah, you're going to provide them with the systems, tools, technology, all the things they need to be successful, including leads and that stuff. But at the end of the day, if they choose not to be successful, that isn't on you. That's on them. Uh, so, oh, my gosh, I freaking love it. Uh, and we got Christopher Waters is on. Christopher is a stud. He's the uh, author of uh, Million Dollar Real Estate Team. He's watching. He says, we define, or excuse me, we all define success differently love that alexis uh and yes i agree cindy uh cindy kyle says alexis is a true gem very authentic love it all right uh and sonia Bowie, uh welcomes good to see you haven't seen you in quite a while since i've saw you last down there in texas all right so brian and sheree go ahead i've been monopolizing the questions here you guys uh you guys need to jump in go for it i'll go so um alexis brian good to actually get to talk with you um congratulations let me start there one of the things i feel like uh most most agents don't make it four years let alone 40 so that's uh that's pretty awesome um so let's let's just talk about strips and dialogues i mean mm -hmm. obviously it, it's an interesting thing to me i told someone the other day i joined keller williams in 2013 i think somewhere in that range i'm not th with them anymore but i spent four years with them um and uh I told people when I showed up, I didn't know there was anything, a script or a dialogue. I mean, I had them, um, but I didn't, I didn't know about them. So, you know, let's, uh, let's, let's talk to the, to the buyer's agent or the listing agent or the person who's been in the business for a year, somewhere along there. What, what kind of scripts would you really have them focus on? I've been, I've been a real estate agent for a year. I'm not having a ton of success. What, what scripts do I need to focus on? And, and, what about the presentation of those scripts? Because I think um, one of the things that I say all too often is sometimes we hand people a piece of paper and say, here's a script, and then they call people, and then people get pissed off at them because there's a lot more to communication than just the words. So give me your thoughts on that. Well, first of all, you're absolutely right. We call them scripts and dialogues because things need names for us to remember them. Absolutely. But scripts and dialogues are nothing other than answering questions and providing information. 
And so if you learn to gather the information properly by asking the questions, then you will be able to answer what the prospect, the buyer, the seller, whoever it is, it doesn't matter, um, is looking for or is in need of knowing. And so scripts and dialogues are nothing more than asking the right questions. Who, how, what, when, where, why? And those are always questions I ask. And then I'll go back to the Jewish grandmother. My mother was not the Jewish mother. My grandmother was the Jewish grandmother. And so I learned as a child, you never really got uh, an answer out of my grandmother. You got another question. <laughs> and so my grandmother was going 10 deep years ago on asking questions. So if I just said something simply like, Nana, I'm going to the mall on Saturday. Would you like to go? I didn't get yes or no. Her question was, why are you going? I'm going to buy a dress. Why? What do you need a dress for? So-and-so is getting married. Well, who's so-and-so marrying? And when is the wedding? And about 10 questions later, I'm finally like, stop. Do you want to go to the mall? And so I found you know, particularly waiting tables, asking questions about what people want to eat and things like that, how they want it cooked. That if you simply ask the right questions, you have an ability then to provide the right answer. And so people are afraid of scripts and dialogues. And why? I don't know. It's ridiculous because we learn these things all of our life. I don't know how many people went to school and didn't learn the preamble to the Constitution. I don't know what good it's going to do me. But we could all recite it today. That's a script. Uh, you know, we had to learn the Pledge of Allegiance. That's a script. We had to learn our ABCs. That's a script. I hate to tell you this. Counting is a script. So all of our life, we've done this. And we don't realize we've done it. So what we need to do is focus on the 10 main questions or 10 main objections that we're going to get from every buyer and seller. And trust me, in 40 years, I haven't found anything different. I'm about to pay somebody if they can come up with something I haven't heard, seen, or done before, because they're all the same. Every seller says, get this, I'm in no hurry. I'm not going to give it away. Mm -hmm. Right? They all say that. Now, my sellers never met your sellers, but there's a seller school somewhere, and it's not on the internet. Because this was going on before the internet, right? And so before the internet came around, the seller school was going on. And the seller school, there's a buyer school. They do the same thing, right? They have to think about it, sleep on it, right? So I say, well, it's okay with me if you want to sleep on it, as long as you don't feel bad about not sleeping in it. Because while they're sleeping on it, it's Wait a minute, I love that. You know, you can sleep on it as long as you don't mind sleeping in it. Not being able to sleep in it. Not sleeping in it. When you sleep on it, you might never sleep in it. Correct. That's freaking hilarious. I love that. So there's schools out there, and you know, there's also there's a school for moms and a school for dads because they all say the same thing too. My mother never met your mother. But you got the story about the clean underwear. I mean, we all got that story. Let, let me let me take a step back because I think it's real important. And this is where I've seen scripts go awry. So if 
let me ask you something. So you and I have been talking now for 30 seconds, you know, I've shown you one house, you like it. We, you know, you walk in, you spent five minutes there. You said, Brian, I really like this. Um, and then you say, well, I'm going to go sleep on it. And I turn around and go, well, if you're not going to sleep, if you sleep on it, you may not sleep in it. So here's the thing. I'm going to guess that there's about a hundred different ways to communicate that same piece of mm -hmm. information. Let's talk about that because the biggest problem I saw with new agents getting scripts is they said the words, but when they said the words, they pissed everybody off. And I can tell you right now, if you say that incorrectly to me, well, if you don't, if you sleep on it, then you're not going to sleep in it. And I'll go, I might, but you're not going to be my agent. But the same, but the same words presented correctly can make us all laugh. Oh. We can break some tension. Let's talk about how you do that because right. the words are only a small part of the communication. So Brian, role play with me. You're the buyer. Say whatever sure. you want to say. You know, I really like this house, but right now, you know, I need to go home. We, we pray about everything before we do it. And I always like to sleep on it. Anytime I make a decision for over a hundred dollars, I'm going to, I'm going to spend the night sleeping on it. So that that's our plan right now. All right. And you know what? I think that's a great, that's a great plan. Do you okay. mind if I ask a few questions? No, please. Okay. So Brian, so you guys really like this. It's at the top of your list, right? Yeah. Of all the houses that we've seen, this is by far the one that we like the most. Okay. And you really, really are serious about praying about it, right? Absolutely. Um, we pray about every major decision that we make in our lives. And, you know, I agree with you wholeheartedly. So since I'm going to be involved in this major decision, would you be offended if I asked to pray with you? Nope, I wouldn't. Okay. So would you like to start or would you like me to? <laughs> That's that's great. Yeah. And when we can go do that. So, yeah, I've, I've seen that. I've seen that's done. Yeah. Um, Here's what I'd like to point out, though, what Alexis did. And, and for everybody who's listening, listen to her empathy. Mm -hmm. That wasn't there was no snark. There was no uh, being a jerk about it. I felt sincerely like she wanted to pray with me. No, yes. I don't pray with you right now. It's not what I like to do online. But uh, yeah. nonetheless, you yes. get the point. <laughs> but let me caution you, if you don't feel that way, they will know it. Oh, so absolutely. You got that right. That's, that's right. Have it's to be, They're going to see right through you. Correct. The, the difference is the way you present yourself is you must be genuine, period. Well, so even if I went with the script about sleeping on it, go back to that one, I would say, you know, Brian, I was just thinking of something. If you don't mind, I'd like to share it with you. Now, I don't want you to be upset with me. Would it be okay? Yeah, go ahead, please. I, you know, you're my agent. That's why, that's why we hired you. So here's what just came to my mind, you know. The good houses sell first because they're the best houses. And okay. so you're not probably the only person looking at the house. I'd have to check with the agent, but I'm sure we're not the only ones looking at it because it's a pretty good house. So my thought is, are you going to be upset if while you're sleeping on it, somebody else buys it and you won't be able to sleep in it? Absolutely. And I, and you know what? It, it, I, I, yeah, I, yeah I, I, I can definitely see your point there. So, so does you know, that I, sound offensive? No, absolutely not. No. And that's exactly my point is that, and here's the thing again, to my, to my point earlier is the words on the pieces of paper, that's like 10% of the information. The 90% was the inflection, the tone, the empathy, the understanding. And, you know, here's the thing. If you have all those things, but don't have the script, you'll do a heck of a lot better than having the script and not having all those right. things. 
And absolutely, it's the delivery and the way you deliver things. Now, if you will notice, before I delivered that message, I asked for permission. And I always ask for permission. Do do I have permission to be honest with you, Brian? I I always do that. Always do that. I don't know I'm talking to. You know, if I'm going to have to lay some tough news on them, I want permission to tell them the truth. So if I can tell a short story, I had a seller, Mr. Brown, who was 90. And he called me about selling his house. I've been recommended by a lady from church. And so as we get into the uh, meeting with him, he says to me, we went over all the comps and he wants more than what the market will bear. And he gives me the, you know, the typical seller script. And he goes, well, you know, Alexis, this house is paid for. And I'm in no hurry. I have plenty of time. Now I'm sitting there. This guy's 90. <laughs> He's got so, plenty of time. <laughs> so, so I'm thinking to myself, okay. But so I leaned over, I patted him on the hand and I said, now, Mr. Brown, do you mind if I be brutally honest with you? He goes, nope. He goes, I really want you to tell me the way it is. I said, okay, I'm getting ready to do that. Is it going to be all right? He goes, yes. And I said to him, now, Mr. Brown, why don't we be honest with each other? You're 90 years old. You can't even afford to buy green bananas. You don't have any time. Time is not your friend at 90 years old. And he just cracked up. And I said, so let's be honest with ourselves, all right? You don't have any time. If it takes a year to sell this house, you might not have that much time. And then I pray that you've got another 100 years. So can we move on and get this house sold and stop talking about how much time we've got? And (laughs) he died laughing and we listed the house. So don't be afraid to ask permission to tell somebody the truth. And it it's accepted a whole lot differently. I love it. You, let's be honest. You don't even have time to buy green bananas. <laughs> That's true. You know, at 90 years old. <laughs> Here's what I love about this. And, and Alexis, it's your approach. And I agree with Brian on this. It, these scripts would not work for an arrogant agent. These would not work for somebody who genuinely does not care. And in order to show that, you know, in, in order for them to see that you're being genuine, you have to actually care, right? So you gotta start off by caring about them. Like this 90 year old guy, right? I have a hunch you wanted what's best for this guy. You weren't in there just trying to make a commission. You weren't in there just trying to slam this guy into a listing. You're like, look, I get it, man, this guy's 90 years old. Well, if this was my 90 year old father or grandfather or great grandfather for some of you watching, you millennials out there, uh, what would what would I want for him, right? What? If, if this was my grandfather, what would I want or think or believe is in his best interest and do that? And if that is listing his home, then great, then help him do that. If that is something other than listing his home, then do that, but make sure you're really, truly putting their interests ahead of our own. They will see that. They will see that you actually care and you will have earned the right to put your hand on his hand. Now, ladies, I'm going to be, I'm going to warn you, <laughs> Alexis can get away with this. If yeah. you're in your twenties or thirties, ladies, and you're at a, a husband and wife's house, and the husband is under 90 years old, probably a bad idea to put your hand on no. his hand at that appointment. No. This is no. probably going to stab you at that point. That is when you put your hand on her hand. <laughs> there you go. See? That is when you put your hand on her hand. Because <laughs> if I have a couple, 99% of the time, she will make that decision 
on who the realtor is going to be. That's right. She's got to feel comfortable with who's going to help sell her home. He only gets to pay for it. Sorry, folks. But when it comes right down to it, women are nesters. And generally, in a relationship like that, it's going to be whatever makes her feel good. And many times I've had executives moving to town say to me, find her what she wants to buy and I'll buy it because I got to get to work. Yeah, that's right. And you know, it's interesting because like, we talk about this and this, I want you guys all to be thinking about this. If you're a guy, you don't put your hand on her hand. You put your hand on his hand. And that's, and actually that's even weird, right? Like I don't even think I'd do that. In no. fact, Let's back up because I saw a video a while back and I don't want to put too much fun at it, but I saw a video a while back from someone that I think is a great guy, uh, put together this listing course or whatever. Um, and there was an agent in this course that was not a high producing agent. I'm not even sure why she was in the course, but she was talking about appropriate touch. And she was talking about, oh, touch Mr. Mr. Seller on the upper arm or the forearm or blah, blah, blah. And I'm just thinking to myself, dude, you're going to get killed one of these days. Like some lady is literally going to tear your face off. And so you just, you can't do this stuff. Like you got to be careful. Now, when you're Alexis Bullen and you've been around a couple of weeks, you know, guess what? You can get away with some of this stuff because she's very genuine. She's not up in that 20 to 30 year old range. She's not coming. And, and, and guys, if you're in your forties, it's even creepier, right? So like, just be careful. Uh, but Alexis, I really love what you're sharing with us. And by the way, before I forget, I want to put a shout out to our sponsor for our show, uh, Wise Hire. Uh, is our sponsor for our show. They make it possible for us to be here. We appreciate Wise Hire. All of us, uh, Brian and Shree and I should say, use Wise Hire on a regular basis. They're great for recruiting, whether it's administrative team members or even sales team members. Uh, and we love them. So if you go to wisehire.com forward slash club wealth, uh, you can get our discount. The other thing I want to make mention of before we continue on, and Brian and Shree, get your next questions for Alexis ready. Um, but before we go to that next question, I also want to remind you guys, if you have not already done so, Get signed up for the Business Strategy Mastermind Conference coming up in Anaheim in uh, November. It's just a couple of weeks away, so make sure you get signed up for that event. Uh, we are already completely sold out on VIP, and the hotel apparently is completely sold out now. And uh, we are almost sold out on the event itself. We've only got a handful of tickets left. So get signed up for that. The link is in the thread here. And uh, that saying, I love all these comments. Uh, Brandon Lander is like, this is the best Club Wealth TV I've seen. It's, uh, Alexis is amazing. <laughs> and so I agree, Brandon. So Brandon and, Alec and Angie Cody, I see are both watching. They're both coaches of Club Wealth. Uh, do me a favor, guys. Throw out some questions for, An or for Alexis. And in the meantime, we're going to go to Brian and Shuri's next questions. So I, I, I'm echoing Brandon as to what Brandon said. I'm, I'm sitting here like a kid in the candy shop, just like, oh my gosh, I don't even want to answer questions. I just want to keep hearing her talk. Um, <laughs> so I want to just go back to some scripts. So we have a lot of people okay. who deal a lot with sellers. So let's okay. talk a few things. One of the biggest objections that, that they hear is in reference to commissions. Mm -hmm. So it's, it is the same that we hear from every seller. Yes, I do think they have the seller's uh, objection handbook that's out there. But what is your overcome to the commission question? All right, you're the so, seller. Yes, okay. So Alexis, I love everything you're saying, but you know, um, that's just 6% a little bit too high. Can you come down? You know, I'm curious, Sherry, as to what causes you to feel I should do that. 
Well, I have a neighbor who sold their house and their agent didn't charge them this much. Okay. And that's a possibility for you? Is their neighbors, the agent, a possibility for me? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I just haven't, I haven't talked to them. I've only, you know, I started with you. All right. So what's most important to you, whether or not the house sells or how little you pay the agent to do so? Um, my money in my pocket. That's what's most okay. important to me. So you could just put it out there for sale by owner and pay nobody and do all the work yourself? Um, yeah, but I don't have the time to do that and I don't want to mess it up. So that's why I'm looking at hiring an agent. But yeah, I could just sell it by myself, I guess, that you might bring up a good point there that might save me some money. Mm -hmm. It it probably would. Uh, You know, I get this all the time. So let me just be honest with you, Cherie, if I may. I get paid for what I know and what I know how to do. And in life, as we work for the companies we work for or whatever we do, uh, the more knowledge we get, the more pay we get typically. And so if you go to school and you start a new job and then you get your master's degree and then you become more proficient, are you still willing to work for the starting pay or were you expecting your employer to pay you some more money because you know more about what you're doing and you're, you're a better employee for them? I mean, are you still working for the starting pay or have you had a raise? Yeah, by then I've had a raise. Uh, My only thing, and I I understand your point, my only thing is that, you know, I'm buying a house with you also. So I was just thinking that I was expecting that you would probably discount your commission for me. Well, you're going to find that having someone in the trenches that knows what they're doing is going to be definitely to your advantage. So here's the good news. You're not going to have to pay the commission on the buying side the other seller is. So it would be more beneficial to you to have me on your side than to have me on the other side with the seller representing you. You're not going to know how good I am and what I can do until the stuff hits the fan. And I just pray it doesn't hit the fan. So just like anything else, you can choose to shop at Walmart or you can shop at Nordstrom's. I happen to be the Nordstrom's agent. I've spent many years honing my skills. I love that. (laughs) I've got I've got 5,200 closed transactions under my belt, but if that's not what you're looking for, there is no problem with you shopping at Walmart. I'm just not Walmart. (laughs) I appreciate how strong you are, Alexis. I mean, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to stick to to it, be be strong. So let me ask you this. Um, Do you ever list something for less than 6%. And I'm not, I mean, I do. So let me just start there. I occasionally list something for less than 6%. So I'm not trying to call you out. I'm just asking you if that's something that you can In our marketplace where the average sale price is 180, if you have a, a million plus house, yes, I'm going to negotiate some with you. Okay. Just because of the price range of the house. But otherwise, no. You see, our top attorneys get paid more than the attorneys that just start. Our best cardiologists get paid better than the new ones who just start. And I'm not just starting. And so I know that you have newer people on board, but they have to lean on their company and their company stats when they don't have my stats. And so they have to go back to learning to say, like I said, what's more important to you, you know, the sale of your house or what you pay? 
and I'm not going to cost you a nickel until we close on this house. You see, Cherie, everything I do is free to you. I'm paying all the marketing. I'm paying everything until we close on the house. And by the way, and I sent this in, so you should have this as a download. You should have a commission breakdown sheet. So, Cherie, let me show you. Perhaps you don't understand what happens to the commission. So, if you're sitting in front of a seller, draw a pie and slice it in four pieces and just pick a number and say that it's, you know, so I can think on this show, and I know don't giggle in California, let's say we have a $200,000 house and we have a fee of 6%, we have $12,000. So when we slice the pie in four pieces, right, then we each have $3,000. So I say to the seller, out of my portion of the pie, the first thing I have to pay is taxes, income tax, and social security before I can pay you a nickel. So on my side, 30% of that goes to uncle. So now I've got maybe $2,000. Then I have to look at, I've got dues I have to pay to be a realtor. And that's four or $500 a year. Before I can ever do any marketing for you, before I pay for anything. So I don't know how much you want me to take away from what I have left to give back to you for the privilege of doing business with you. So if you can take number one, which is income tax and social security and pay that for me, I'll do it for free. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, Alexa. I, I love that. I've actually seen a similar script where someone takes, and I actually used to do this, where you take six business cards and put them in your pocket and then you pull them out and you say, here's the, here's three. Let me just talk about the commission. Here's three business cards right here. This goes to whoever, whatever agent works with the buyer. Now I've got three business cards left and you can say one of these goes to marketing, one of these goes to taxes and one of these goes to so I can live. You know, it, it's a it's a similar thing for people who are very visual. And I love that understanding that 70 percent of the population functions on a visual level that giving them something they can see is very powerful. So I, I love that script. Right, hey, really quick, before, you, before you go, guys, hang, hang on one second. I just want to remind everybody that's watching. If you could do me a favor, we're getting some great comments coming in here. I love this. Uh, Missy says, Alexis is basically one big mic drop. I love her. <laughs> so, and it's true. Now, that being said, if you guys would all do me a favor, all of you that are watching right now, we've got a whole bunch of people watching right now. Would you do me a favor? Would you just, if you're enjoying this, if you're enjoying Alexis, would you just tag someone, tag a couple of people you know that you feel would get value out of this? Tag them in the comments right now. Uh, and hopefully they'll get a chance to see this as well. Because I agree, Alexis, you are a breath of fresh air in a marketplace that seems, in an industry that seems stagnant with all the same regurgitated, verbally vomited crap and garbage out there. I just love what you bring to the table. So Sheree, go for it. You were getting ready to ask a question. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I was just going to make a point is that in what you said, one of the key things you said is for the pleasure of doing business with you. So that's a key thing. You know, I'm, I'm listening and there's a few things that you're saying that I think that I want to make sure that certain agents aren't missing um, in your script. So the scripts are, you've been saying them for so long now that it comes out so naturally. And we hear so many people that actually sound like they're sitting there and they're reading from a script, um, which is not what we want to hear. And of course the other person can pick that up. Um, but I want to just, because we don't have as much time left, but I really want to talk about CE because there's a lot of agents who 
just don't do it. They, they, or they only do what's mandatory for them. And I know that, uh, you from looking at, um, everything that you, that I've heard about you is why uh, continuing education is so important. So I do want to ask you that question as to why you believe continuing education is so important outside of what's mandated by law. Well, you know, Sheree, that's really a good point you make. Uh, I'm going to be the education director for CRS for Florida this year. Um, and um, so I'm, I'm very interested in education. Uh, I have a belief that when you stop learning, you need to be headed towards the cemetery. Uh, I have a belief that in order to improve your mind, you must be reading and you must be learning. I have a belief that you're only as good as the five to 10 people you surround yourself with and the books you read regularly. So if you want to continue to grow and expand your mind and be a, a good contributor, you must continue to learn. I was taught that you're not on this earth to mark time. You're on this earth to make a difference in somebody else's life. And in order to do so, I have to improve my status. In order to improve status, you've got to learn. That's why we go from grade school to middle school to high school to college. And then perhaps we get a master's and a PhD. Why would you do that after you've already learned all that stuff? Let me tell you something. He who thinks they know it all knows nothing. Okay. I promise you that. Yep. When you get to the stage when you know it all, you know nothing. So my, my mother and my grandmother taught me, don't let your head get so big that you forgot where you came from. So you should always continue learning. I don't care about CE. I don't go to things for CE. If they give CE, it's wonderful. I don't have time to keep up with CE. I still go and order my little book from Burt Rogers Schools of Real Estate and do my continuing ed every year. And I've got enough CE. I even teach. So I've got enough CE. I don't need to do that, but it's a pain to keep up with it. So for those who are only willing to do the CE, I have a suggestion. Whatever your last job was, you need to probably go back to it. Because if you're going to be in real estate, this needs to be a full-time profession. This doesn't need to be a hobby. You don't need to be out there practicing on people who this is their largest asset most of the time. This is an emotional thing. It's a huge financial thing. And why are we out there practicing? Do they want to go to a doctor who has no continuing education, a dentist, a CPA who's not up on the tax laws? Please, people, get out of real estate if you can't get educated. That's all there is to it. Now, I do know that we can get educated without doing anything. So I don't mean that either, because a lot of you have smart bookshelves and file cabinets. I mean, learn something and apply something. Pick something every month that you can do that's going to improve you, whether it is something you can do to help your clients, whether it's something you can do for yourself personally to grow. If you're not growing, you're dying. And, you know, I'm 74. I'm like Mr. Brown. I'm going to be on this podcast at 95 telling you the same thing because I have no intention of dying. I'm not ready for that. I'm not a weed in the garden, all right? I'm a tall poppy, not a small poppy. And that's why you need education. 
Okay. So, you know, the funny thing is that my mom, my mom would actually say to me, don't let your head get too big that it can't fit through the door. And, but she would follow up with that and saying, or else I'll knock you back through it. You know? Mm -hmm. So it was a little bit different. Um, what are you currently reading? Uh, I am in the middle of, um, a book, um, Jeez, now you ask me and I can't think. <laughs> this is just terrible. Uh, it and I'm I'm reading it again because I read it once and it's 21. Oh, it's Jeffrey. Um, just I can't think of the name of it now, and I apologize. But I have two books that I'm I'm doing right now. Is it Jeffrey? Clint Jeffrey? No, I can't think of his name. It's about sales. <laughs> and, and you know like the irrefutable laws of sales I read a lot of things like that I read a lot on communication effective communication that is the number one downfall in the real estate industry and probably with everything is you know like Clint Eastwood said you know what we have here is a failure to communicate and so effective communication how to present something when to present something I'm actually doing a session at NAR on November the 4th and it's on effective communication and scripts and dialogues. And it's it's not what you say all the time, it's how you say it. And knowing what to say is only one of the steps, knowing how to say it, knowing if you can say it to the people that you're speaking to, being able to read the people. Our problem is we don't listen. We spend so much time thinking of the answer that we're gonna give to whatever the people are saying that we don't even hear what they've said. And so we have to stop and listen. And when you have to ask questions, then it causes you to listen better. So if you do nothing, when you go in, and I don't like the word listing presentation, I'm there to see if I can help them. I'm on a consultation trip and I tell them that. I don't do listing presentations. I'm not coming in there with my laptop, my iPad, my iPhone, whatever, and flipping up some presentation for you to look at. I'm not doing that. I'm there to ask some questions. What can I do to help? Where are you going to? How soon do you have to be there? Have you ever thought about what would happen if the house didn't sell? What's your game plan if the house doesn't sell? And I'm there to see if I can help them. I'm not there to impress them on my marketing because all the marketing in the world doesn't do you any good if the house isn't priced right and you don't understand the people's need or motivation for selling the house. And so... I just think we don't listen. So I ask questions and I take notes and I pay attention. And what I find is, is that when I'm paying attention to you, you're paying attention to me. I got I to gotta say, did you, I, I got to go back, but is it my imagination or did you just quote Dirty Harry? <laughs> yes. I freaking love it. <laughs> yes. I'm quoting Dirty Harry. What we have here is a failure to communicate. Yes, that is true. That is really true. So we're almost out of time, and we got a couple of questions from the audience. So I got to make sure we get there. And uh, I love it. Angie Cody's like, guys, we got to watch this. This is a great one. All right. Uh, so a couple of couple of great questions we have. Um, hold on. Uh, somebody just asked. I think it was I can't remember. Oh, it was uh, Ken Holsey uh, asked. Do you have a morning routine for lead gen, etc., that you follow, Alexis? Would you hate me if I said no? No, I mean, here's the thing. Look, it's you. It is what it is. I mean, what do you no. do? I mean, the I'm answer like, is no. 
The answer is no. Let me just say this. I moved to Pensacola, Florida in 1978. It was Thanksgiving week. My ex-husband uh, retired from the Army, and he repaired computers when they were the size of a room and moved here to take a, a job with a private company. I made the decision the first week of December when I went to talk about a job on the military base because I was food and beverage manager for the Army Officers Club in Augusta, Georgia, that I wasn't going to do that anymore. I was going to go to sell real estate. So I started real estate school in January, of, uh, sorry, January 79. I moved here in 77. Time goes by fast. I didn't know a soul, period. My husband didn't know a soul, period. I knocked on 50 doors a day. That's lead gen for me. I mean, if I want to do some lead generation at this stage, because everybody in Pensacola pretty well knows who I am, I can just go stand in the vegetable section of the grocery store and make contact. And I, and I will tell you this, Howard Brenton told us many years ago, if you want to find out if your market's working, go stand by the cabbages for about 15 minutes on Saturday in the middle of the day. If nobody comes up and says, oh, you're in real estate, your marketing stinks. So I'm sorry. I don't, I don't make phone calls in the morning. Okay, so we got three, three minutes left, and I got to hustle because we got to get on another call after this. So Brandon Landro, one of our esteemed coaches out of somewhere in the cold north, uh, I think he goes to work with a dog sled, uh, but uh, that's <laughs> in Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, that said, he asks, uh, I'd love to hear how Alexis would handle the buyer agency conversation, specifically that a buyer may actually pay a commission to be represented. So are you doing that? And if so, tell us how. Uh, I'm not, but I do talk to the buyers about uh, agency and whether or not they want me to represent them exclusively, because in the state of Florida, we're all deemed to be transaction brokers unless I enter into a separate agreement to exclusively represent the buyer. And then I go over the benefits of that. But I also explain to them, you know, in doing so, if the commission split in multiple listing is not enough to cover the fee, they would be responsible for the remainder of the fee. So what do they want to do? And, you know, so I don't have anybody pay me on the buyer's side, um, but we do go through that. Okay. I love it. And by the way, just in wrapping up, Brandon also mentions that it's Jeffrey Gittner, Gittmer's uh, 21 yes. and a half uh, Unbreakable Laws of Selling. Is thank you so much. much. <laughs> yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. So thank you for that, Brandon, Coach Brandon. And uh, that said, we are out of time. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to final thoughts. I want to remind everybody on the call, if you go to clubwealth.com forward slash Alexis Bolin, that's A-L-E-X-I-S-B-O-L-I-N, you can get Alexis's download on real estate objection handling. So she's got all kinds of great objection handlers in there. It's free. Go to our website. You can get it there. It's awesome. Uh, so that said, we're going to go Brian Curtis, and we're going to let the ladies go last so they get the final words. So we're going to go Brian, then Cherie, then Alexis. Final thoughts in 30 seconds or less. All right. So, uh, Alexis, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate it. And, you know, the things that I'm always reminded of is, is can I, C-A-N-I, constant and never-ending improvement. And, you know, I applaud you. You've been doing this since 1979, I think you said. That's amazing that still today, after all those years, you're still focused on constant and never-ending improvement. And that is something that each and every one of us needs to remind. How do you do this when you're 74 years old? You get better every single day. And I, and I appreciate it. It feels like that's what you've really done in your career. So congratulations. Thank you. 
And I also just want to thank you and applaud you for a fabulous career that you've had so far in real estate. Um, I love talking to people who've been there before me learning. And it's just proof that the things that I'm doing, listening to you is the exact same is the correct way to go. Constantly learning, constantly internalizing what those scripts and those dialogues are to where it comes off natural to you and being authentic to yourself. Thank you so much for being on here and happy birthday. That's awesome. Alexis, your parting thoughts. Well, I mean, for the people who are out there listening, I would say learn to be the best you can at what you do. Right. My grandmother taught me if you give people a day and a half's pay for a day's work, they will let you do whatever. I'm sorry. If you give them a day and a half's work for a day's pay, they will let you do whatever you want to. And your goal in life is to be able to do whatever you want to. And so I have been blessed. Um you know, uh, and, and I've been able to do whatever I want to do. And so to me, that's been a blessing and a privilege. And just don't let the little things get to you. Understand, I have a saying that says mosquitoes bite and elephants don't, okay? You can see the elephant coming and you can make plans for the elephant, but the mosquito sneaks up on you and bites you when you least expect it to bite. So be prepared for the mosquitoes. Don't worry about the elephants. You can see those coming. So get prepared for the little things and learn how to handle the little things. Don't get mad at people over things. Learn how to solve things. We get paid for solving other people's problems. I get paid for what I know, not my marketing. Forget the marketing. In fact, nobody wants to even see my marketing. They don't care. You know why? Because I can get them over the goal line. I'm the guy who scores the goal every time. And that's what they want to hire. So put yourself in that kind of a mood and work towards that. I love it. Alexis, seriously, thank you so much. Uh, and and uh, I want to mention that uh, one of our team members, I believe it was Aubrey, was just saying, we need to come down to Florida. We need to do an event together with you down there in Florida. So I would love to. I would uh, absolutely love, love to. I'd love to be back on your show and do, you know, get really more into scripts and dialogues if you would have me back. And absolutely. if any of your folks are out at NAR in Boston, I'll be there just mean and ugly as ever on November 4th. I love it. All right. Well, we will definitely reach out to you for that. That being said, uh, everybody, appreciate you being on today. Don't forget wisehire.com forward slash club wealth. Uh, if you would uh, like to find out why Brian, Shree, and I and many of our club wealth teams, the top teams in the country are using wisehire, uh, get on that website, check it out. And uh, make sure if you haven't done so already, you get signed up with Business Strategy Mastermind Session and download Alexis's Real Estate Objection Handling document at clubwealth.com forward slash Alexis Bolin. The link is in the post. Don't forget to tag somebody you know in the post so that they too can get the value out of today's call. What a great call. So excited. And uh, for now, we've got to jump onto our coach's call. So remember in party, everybody, actually, before I say this, I got I to tell you this. Alexis, I cannot wait to see what your next 40 years in real estate has in store for you. So I'm very excited. We're going to keep track of your journey. And everybody remember, inside each one of you is a world-class beast just dying to get out. You got to choose to unleash that beast. So go do something today, even if it's small, do it at a world-class level. Take care, everybody.